the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Indeed, it's Backbone Radio. Your host, Matt Dunn, on board with you August 28th, 2022. The phone number, 303-696-1971. Your thoughts invited as we cover it all. We're going to focus on, yeah, all of our America First type viewpoints around here. And I got to say, it wasn't easy getting out of the house today. And I'm playing with my littlest child, my 17-month-old little man. And when it came time for me to have to leave to the studio, I tried to do the handoff, you know, hand him off, and it wasn't working. He just got so upset, he just starts shrieking and crying, and the kind of crying where, like, he can hardly breathe because he's crying so hard just because Daddy has to go. Daddy has to go into the radio show, and, uh, you know, I get the same thing in the mornings when I go to work, uh, you know, the weekdays. And I tell you, you know, it's just, you know, you get little heartbreaks when you're in the daddy zone. And uh, little man, I hope you're okay out there. I know you're doing fine. You have a sweet, sweet, loving mom and three other siblings to take care of you and all kinds of neighbor kids over today. (laughs) Anyway, well, going to have to cover the latest on the Trump raid business, of course, the Regime comes out with the highly redacted affidavit as to why they did the raid. And we've played the redaction game for years, and we understand exactly. And if you'll recall last week's show, I said, oh, what they're going to do is they're going to release that. The judge is going to say, we're going to release this, and then they're going to redact it to the max. So you can't even tell what on earth is in it, of course. And, of course, that's what they did. And whenever there's any kind of a redaction, that means the deep state runs the narrative. And, of course... The media and the Democrats and the rhinos are going to be all on board. It's okay because, they, yeah, they released it. It's heavily redacted, but they released it. See, they get the talking point. That's classic deep state. Newt Gingrich says, oh, yeah, what they're going to try to do is charge Trump with something, try to take him out of the possibility of running for the presidency in 2024. We're going to cover all of that. The usual deep state mess And I'm going to be making this point again, is that until we rein in the deep state, until we rein in the out-of-control FBI and the rest of the intel apparatus of our surveillance state, American politics is meaningless. American politics is performative. American politics is a whole lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. And that was bolstered. This week when Zuckerberg, the Facebook guy, Zuckerberg, comes out and says, yeah, the FBI told us uh, that the Hunter Biden laptop stuff was Russian disinformation. So we found these little ways to run algorithms to minimize the viewability of that story heading into the election. Big, big story. Major admission from Zuckerberg talking to Joe Rogan on the Rogan podcast, which has millions upon millions of ears. 
And I'll tell you what, I mean, if you need any more confirmation about FBI election interference, does that make you wonder if the FBI is going to interfere in the election to the point of, you know, having the tech tyrants stifle the Hunter Biden story? I mean, what would they not do? What would they not do to interfere in the election? You got to understand that, right? Do you understand that? Once you set that pattern, the sky's the limit to what they have been up to, folks. Biden comes out at a, gave a little, uh, like he spoke for like 20, 30 minutes at some kind of a rally. I believe that was in Pennsylvania somewhere. No, it was in Maryland. He was in Maryland. And um, he actually stood there and spoke for about 30 minutes and slurred a little bit and all that. But uh, that's the best shape I've seen him in. I have to admit it in a while. Of course, for the lies. And he accuses MAGA Republicans of being semi-fascist. And I just was looking at you. This is the guy who just raided President Trump's, his political opponent's home, and he calls MAGA the fascists. Um, yeah. What do you do with that when the people who are, you know, destroying this country and destroying this republic, they, they constantly use the words democracy and constitution and rule of law. Nobody's above the rule of law and call their opponents fascists. When they're the ones who are destroying democracy, destroying the constitution, destroying the rule of law, and engaging in outright Stasi fascist behavior. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, that's when you control enough media, you can get away with that just kind of just, obviously it's hypocrisy to the max. And they do it all the time. And uh, it's a power game, folks. It's a power game. How do you respond to a power game? What do you do about that? Biden is uh, forgiving However many billions, hundreds of billions of student loans for the people that still have student loans, um, that's a very, very immoral exercise here. Transferring the student loan debt from people who went to college, a smaller percentage of the American people, to the people who did not, to the working class, to the blue-collar workers who are going to have to work more hours to pay off the bills of the intelligentsia. That's how Marxism works, yeah, the proletariat. The working class has to serve the intelligentsia better and better and work more hours to serve their betters. We'll look at that a little bit. 20 million Americans falling behind on paying their utility bills, their electricity bills. 20 million Americans, it's pending shutoff. Let's talk about that. Some of the consequences of, uh, of going green, yeah, Your bills skyrocket. Another way that the working class, middle class, is getting gouged in the Biden era. Yeah, pay for other people's student loans, and yeah, then you have to pay how much more for your utility bills every month, and it's really even worse in Europe. France, Spain, Germany, Britain. Oh, they're they're natural gas and all that. They're they're going off the charts. 80, 90, 100% increases even more in some of those countries. Did you see that Fauci has resigned? The little, the little garden gnome Fauci has resigned. And I was sitting back thinking, well, we got Liz Cheney evicted. We got Brian Stelter, potato man, evicted from CNN. And then we got Fauci resigning. That's three major resignations in one week, all of them, in my opinion, to the betterment of the United States of America. So that's kind of... Uh, few things that are going on that are uh, wholesome and worthwhile. No more Fauci. We'll talk about how I think Fauci did a lot of damage to science, to the concept of science, to the reputation of science. And I'll describe why 
As a man of science myself, I feel I'm entitled to have some comments on this. And then Fauci was always saying, you can't attack me because you're attacking science. You're attacking science. You can't attack me. And then he comes out and he says as he's resigning, you know, well, the science changes and the science evolves. And it's like, okay, you see, you don't get to have it both ways. You know, you you start out saying you can't attack me because of science. And then you say, well, the science changes. And that's what I've been saying all the way along, of course, is that the science evolves and the science changes. And that's what the scientific method is. But Fauci was using science as a way to bludgeon anybody who might be critical of all of the vicious, nasty, ugly, hurtful, republic-destroying stuff that that guy did over the past several years, okay? Russell Brand, that comedian guy, um, formerly married to Katy Perry, is coming out with some great stuff on the World Economic Forum and the globalists trying to consolidate power around the world. I might go a little Russell Brand and... Some of my evolving thoughts on, yeah, Klaus Schwab, the world arch villain. Oh, my gosh. Bureaucrats are trying to shut down that Amish farmer. I'm, I'm going to talk about that Amish farmer. I wish the bureaucrats would just leave the Amish alone. What the heck, people? Tucker Carlson did a great segment on carjacking the other night, and I thought, yeah, carjacking, carjacking. It's happening in America now, carjacking. Are we Completely and totally third world. Are we fourth world? Are we fifth world now? Carjacking, yeah. That's a that's a that's a bad omen when New Orleans has as much carjacking as it's having right now. That's a that, yeah. That's 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 a that's a real serious litmus test of where you are as a nation. And also, I'm talking about uh, the sad loss of a pillar of the American spirit, a historian named David McCullough, who wrote my all-time favorite. Nonfiction book, 1776, about the American founding, about George Washington when the revolution was hanging by a thread. David McCullough passes away at the age of 89. We'll do some remembrances there. It's a full show. It's a packed show. It's going to be wonderful. And hope you can take a moment to participate by checking in or texting in. And we'll be right back. Pretty Persuasion from REM bringing us into the program. So glad everybody is on board and your ears are near. This show is especially meant and intended for those who have ears to hear. We cut right to the quick, right to the truth of American and global politics. We penetrate the propaganda. We get right through it all and lay it all out. And we leave kind of the rest of the masses and the rest of the world to marinate and stew in the mainstream media's propaganda, constant bombardment of the minds of the world. And I think there needs to be a place where you can just kind of get to the point of what's really going on in the world. And it's not uh, not going entirely great. You know, you just have to say you see a lot of trajectories that are dispiriting, but never giving up, never giving in never folding our tent, and eventually good things are going to happen. We're going to break through to the other side, and that's why we have to keep it all going, keep that torch lit, even though, you know, you survey the landscape, and there's a lot to be, like, maybe concerned about a little bit in terms of the preservation of our republic and freedom and liberty around the globe. One quick point before the phone Line action. I said that, uh, yeah, Joe Biden was out there uh, on stage and he accuses 
uh, MAGA Republicans. I don't respect MAGA Republicans. And he says that uh, he accuses MAGA Republicans. He says this, quote, it's not just Trump. It's the entire philosophy that underpins the I'm going to say something is like semi-fascism. Semi-fascism. And, of course, I watched his entire speech, and I never could find that clip where he said semi-fascism, and I I spent like an hour trying to find that clip, and I never could find the darn thing. I was kind of annoyed by that, that the media somehow didn't want that clip out there. But the guy who just raided President Trump's home accuses President Trump of fascism. Isn't that just choice? Isn't I mean, the people, again, like I just said, who talk about democracy, democracy, our democracy— are the ones who are destroying the democracy. The people who talk about our Constitution, like Liz Cheney all the time, are the ones that are destroying the Constitution because they want all the power in the hands of the unelected deep state and the military-industrial complex and out of the hands of the people. And Liz Cheney is all about the propaganda state media that surrounds us at all times and the censorship and the algorithms that silence voices that are critical of the regime. And when they talk about, yeah, the rule of law, nobody is above the rule of law, no person, it's just, you know, it's... No person is above the law. No American president can be above the law. No person is above the law in this country. Yeah, so they say no person can be above the law in this country as they justify the fascist raid, the Stasi raid on President Trump's personal domicile, Mar-a-Lago. And that's what we're dealing with, folks, is folks that just, they will say anything, the hypocrisy knows no bounds because it's a power world. You must understand it's a power world we're living in. They want power. They're going to gobble power. They'll say and they'll do anything to get more power for themselves. And truth and principle is shoved off to the side. That leaves, you know, places like this to kind of be pointing it out. And Molly Hemingway does does a good job of that. This type of rhetoric really is frustrating because when you think about the definition of fascism, this is the joining of corporations with the party. You know, just tonight we saw that Mark Zuckerberg says that the FBI had Facebook censor the Hunter Biden laptop in- wow. information. That's what so many technology companies are doing in in Congress with these with the party. That is fascism. That is something that everyone should hate, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And it's happening and it's really affecting our freedom. Of- yes, it is. We um, I mean, <laughs> Are we living in a fascist state? I mean, we know we're living third world, fourth world, fifth world kind of state right now. But is it also fascist? And I would say, look around you. It is. We are being governed by the Stasi in this country. Most unfortunate turn of events and fate for this glorious and noble nation of which David McCullough, the historian, has written about so beautifully, so poignantly for so many years. We'll get to our RIP segment about historian David McCullough coming up. But these are the things that are going through your host's mind right about now. More details and all of this coming. Let's say hello to Joe. Joe in Arvada, first up tonight, and glad to have you on board, sir. Good afternoon, Matt. You're spot on, brother. <laughs> well, I try to be. Yeah. The, the only thing that's missing is a summary of it, and let me do it. It's sedition. FBI, all of you people that perpetrated the Russia hoax, the FBI that did Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI and Facebook, who together colluded seditiously 
to destroy our United States presidency. You are culpable. Once this electorate understands what has been done, it is there should be a picture of Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, and the FBI in the in the dictionary under fascism. You are what fascism is, Mark Zuckerberg. You need to go to a Nuremberg trial. You people in the FBI that colluded with the Hillary Clintons, that colluded with all of these people to lie your way to power and then lie your way into President Trump's uh you know attempt to collapse him by lying by producing do- fake documents by using the FBI the NSA you are seditious and need to be prosecuted once this electorate understands what has happened we need to stay on the gas pedal until these people are walked off in chains boy that uh, was so well said, Joe. May I say, I'm just sitting back listening and nodding my head and saying, yep, yep. And um, we're not making much progress on that. I thought A.G. Barr might move the needle. I thought Durham might move the needle. But no, the same old Russiagate gang is back together on this Trump raid of Mar-a-Lago. And, um, you oh, know, they absolutely. never had accountability. They never get accountability. They run the media. They've got big well, finance behind steal- them. They went in to steal the documents that expose their crimes. See, that's the thing that everybody's missing here. They went in to take back the documents of the Crossfire Hurricane lie, to take back the Russian Kalusia hoax paperwork lie, because they don't want everybody to get a hold of it. They want to keep their thumb on the fascist scale of the media right. so that and they the, can cover up their the lies. The point you're making on that is made by Cash Patel. It's been made by Devin Nunes. It's been made by Mike Davis. And I've got some audio on all of that. But did they go in there to try to just get out of Trump's possession the Russiagate files, the Russiagate hoax files that makes the FBI look very bad, and the rest of the politicians like Biden and Obama and Hillary and go down the list. You can't say for sure because, of course, it's all redacted. You don't really know for sure, but that's what it looks like, according to some experienced observers. And that's that's where I would tend to come down, right with you on that, Joe. Well, except that they have access to all the documents, and we know the deep state. They've already invented documents. They've already manufactured things. They've already lied and used Russia informants. They've already done all these things. Go ahead and tell me, oh, now they won't do it anymore. Now they're not (laughs) going to uh, try to plant something on somebody. Come on. Yep, that's the battle. It all needs to be dismantled. It all needs to be rent asunder. And um, until that happens, Joe, politics is meaningless in this country. Sound and fury signifying nothing, performative. And um, Edward Snowden was right. Millions of Americans are realizing this. Would I say it's the majority that realizes this? I'd say it's not quite the majority because they're too marinated in the uh, propaganda. But I think so many millions are that I think the worm is going to be turning just as soon as we can possibly help that happen. All right, Joe, you're awesome, man. Thank you for being here. It's Backbone Radio. Matt Matt Dunn, be right back.
You'll wind up in some factory, sings R.E.M. there. Yeah, I'm playing their working class tunes tonight in solidarity with working class Americans who are now saddled with the student loan debt of their betters, of their superiors, of the college grads. Yeah, of the intelligentsia. That's the way Marxism works, like I said. The proletariat, which means the proles, which means the workers, end up serving the intelligentsia, and the intelligentsia is the vanguard, right, of the revolutionary movement. The educated ones who exist and operate in their corrupt educational system. And yeah, the workers, we just got to pay more. We got to pay more for them. We got to serve them better. It's an attempt to buy votes before an election. They're coming out, so it was a one-time only thing. It's a one-time only vote purchase thing, but... Yeah, whatever. I'll do more on that after a bit, but um, it's just uh, pretty typical, and I, I think it's back. I think this one has people ticked off. I think people are not happy about it. I want to get into Zuckerberg, the breaking news on the FBI's role in election interference with throttling Facebook's coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop. But let's say hello to Tracy first, and Tracy's hey. up in Greeley. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, man? I heard you made that comment about 20 million people not being able to pay their utilities. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yeah, I, w- I was wondering when 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 uh, Health and Human Services was going to get involved in that, and they'd have to start doling out money or, or calling parents, you know, unfit being able to provide a stable house home for their children. I worry about that, too. Um it's uh, 20 million American households behind on electricity bills pending shutoff. The data has been coming out uh, from the administration, and a review of the Consumer Price Index shows massive increases. Um, year-over-year electricity price has increased 15.2%, and um, wow, it's uh, it's not great. I have to say, Tracy, I was expecting uh, not quite so burly, manly of a voice when I heard the name Tracy was calling in. So, uh, well, what, what did you expect? A female or what? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, you know what? I'm actually a homeless guy, man. I've been living outside for over seven years, so I don't use no electricity. And my kids are grown. I already paid for them, so I don't have to worry about it. But but I am aware of of the, of the works of the municipality. Interesting. So you don't have these bills. So this this does not affect you. Are are you um? And you're up northern Colorado. Is it? Does how does the winter yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. How does the winter work, man? Yeah, you, you just got to put you got to put a lot of clothes on, you know. <laughs> and it uh, and it works works out for you, I guess. Uh, and have have you chosen to live this way, or was it sort of by various circumstances? No, I, I chose I chose to live this way, and there is some circumstances, but it'd be a little overwhelming for people, you know, if I actually explained it. So I sure. just choose to keep that to myself, you know. Sure, understood. You know, totally understood. It, it, That's your business. So, yeah, yeah, it, it really is, man. But you know, I, I I'm not a burden to anybody, but I was really concerned about people because the amount of people you said that was behind on their utilities. And I am aware of how those things work, you know. I have been to the food bank a time or two, and I know the information that those people gather, and, and they will be after people unless they're going to provide some sort of assistance or something to them. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's worse in Europe even than here 
but it's bad here, Tracy. And so it's um, we'll see how this plays. But some of it does relate into the uh, going green and the Biden administration making it harder to get oil produced here domestically. And they're well, you they're know, brainstorm on the Ukraine war to, you know, to antagonize well, you, Russia and well, well, provide so much of the well, natural you, gas and oil to the world. So. Well, your Marxism comment, you know, maybe they don't mind stepping in and just giving everybody the money, you know. it's They just print it out of nothing anyway, you know. You know where that Federal Reserve is right over there by by the state capitol there in downtown Denver, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess that yeah, is yeah. over there, one of the branches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they just print it up. It comes from the Scottish Rite Temple over there on Logan Street and the Church of the Immaculate Conception. They just dole it out, you know? It ain't a big deal to them. Well, that's kind of their attitude on, on the student loan thing, apparently. Say, we'll just have a transfer that debt all around. And, but anyway. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird, isn't it, that they just create money out of nothing, you know? Yeah, once you figure out that you can do that, I mean, the sky's the limit. Well, yeah, so, you know, people really don't really need to complain all that much about having to pay all those things. All it is is just a cost-of-living adjustment. You know, all these taxes and stuff, it's just a, a, a little bit of inconvenience to everybody just to pay a little bit more, but it doesn't bother none of them. Right. It certainly doesn't bother the people on top in this society, but the working middle class is getting massacred and Tracy, let me just say thank you for checking in. So so good to hear from you. Just stay close with us up there. Good luck with this winter. And uh, let's see here. I have this clip that I wanted to bring in. And since since we're talking utilities, maybe I'll just jump. In. I'm going to save Zuckerberg. Maybe I'll save that for an hour opener. But um, let's see. Stephen Moore, who was in the uh, used to edit the Wall Street Journal, was in the Trump administration on the uh, economics side says this about this utility bill phenomenon, and I think this is a pretty pretty heavy point he makes. 20 million people behind on utility bills, so just the basics of maintaining a home. Yep. Yeah, now this is something I'm really worried about. Americans should be paying attention to what happens when you go with green energy, because Europe is telling us a big story, Pete, and nobody's paying attention in America. Uh, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal that the, uh, that the um, Brits are now looking at an 80% increase in their utility wow. bills because they're hooked on, uh, on the uh, Russian uh, natural gas. Uh, look what's happening in some of these other countries like Germany and Spain, they don't have enough energy because they tried green energy and it failed. So that, why aren't we paying attention to that in the United States, Pete? You're exactly we're, right. We're looking at, um, we're looking at big increases in utilities uh, this uh, fall and winter uh, with maybe 50 percent increases because we have a shortage of energy because we're not producing the coal and the natural gas that we need to uh, to keep our homes heated and air conditioned yes. and to keep the lights on. We can you see may even see. I, you can, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm saying we can see it coming. It, but it, that's the scary part is yep. that maybe they want it that way in, as, as a you know, necessary pain in on a path to some utopian green future. I want to. That's a good point that that Fox News moderator makes there is that maybe they want it this way. The people on top want it this way. They're going to try to constrict demand, constrict energy availability. And so you have no choice but to suffer a bit more, be a little colder in the winter as Again, the numbers are staggering when you look at the uh, the cost sudden increases in France, Spain, Germany, and Britain. 
And how are they, are they going to shut people's energy off? Or are they just going to transfer that debt into the system as well? Kind of like they've done here in America with the student loan debt. Was it $500 billion? I need to have that. I've got that number in here somewhere. But, you know, the Biden administration says, well, hey, don't be worrying about this. Jennifer Granholm, one of the top Biden advisors, saying, no, you can just finance this stuff. Hey, you can get solar panels on your house. And, hey, there's all kind, you can get new windows. You can get new doors. There's a, you can finance this stuff. Like, does that mean pay more so you have to, don't have to pay as much for your monthly bills? Jennifer Granholm, let's hear her say this. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Same thing with, if if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to, starting next year, get rebates on the, the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30 percent. This is all about reducing costs for people. And yet the electricity <laughs> prices continue to Jennifer go Granholm up. is the secretary of um, energy for Joe Biden. And it's about it's about rebates. It's about uh, having you pay less money. It's having you save money when you're paying more money. You see, uh, it's going to be a mess, folks. That's how the Biden disaster rolls on. Be right back. Welcome in again. It was REM hours, some of their rockabilly tunes, rockabilly working class tunes, southern tunes. For some reason, I found myself in that vibe. Maybe it was like a partly cloudy day, kind of a cloudy day, and it should be raining somewhere, Metro Denver, as the hours go by here. At any rate, you wonder with all that energy stuff. If that's kind of how they're forcing, a lot of people have invested big, big money in the green energy. And if they can somehow force people to go green energy in a rough transition period where you can't get the oil, you can't get the natural gas, you got to pay out the yin-yang to get that stuff, that they're going to try to make it more enticing to get into their uh, green energy stuff. And, yeah, follow the finances of all that. Who's making big money off of all that? Yeah, do we have uh, do we have those like the big vanguards and the black rocks poised to profit by government coercion? We'll do more on that as time goes on. But get ready for a cold winter, especially in Europe and around here. I don't know. Maybe you should stock up on sweaters. My, I'm a big fan of Norwegian wool, and I like to buy them in the summer. I think I got a Norwegian wool, and I got another one. Uh, month or so ago, and they're on sale in the summer. You can get your, your discounted, heavy, thick, burly sweaters in the summer. That's how you do it. So you got to think ahead. Anyway, I might be, uh, we might be wearing a lot of Norwegian wool this summer because the sheep in Norway have the best fibers. I'm telling you. I'm here to tell you. As a lifelong skier, backcountry skier, mountain climber type, I'm all about it. 
Um, Fauci has resigned. And, um, oh, gosh, is it about time? We've done hours of programming about Fauci and how he's been all over the map on everything and how he has been a political partisan hack during his tenure in the Beltway. I think he was the highest paid bureaucrat in the entire system has been Fauci, and he's been there forever. But he has issued a statement, quote, I am announcing today, this is the 22nd of August, 2022, I am announcing today that I will be stepping down from the positions of Director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and Chief of the NIAID Laboratory of Immunoregulation, as well as the position of Chief Medical Advisor to President Joe Biden. I will be leaving these positions in December of this year to pursue the next chapter of my career. So the next chapter, Fauci's on to the next chapter, and I wish he didn't have any prior chapters, um, frankly, with this guy who always claimed to be about science and, again, just a vicious little human being doing everything he could to undermine Donald Trump in office and whenever to get to the bottom, of course, a deep state kind of thing of what kind of funding was Fauci doing of the, uh, you know, the, the reuptake research they were doing to potentiate these viruses like we saw with COVID, never found out where actually the money went and who approved it all. And Fauci had his tentacles in all of that. And I do think that it just screams deep state at this point to have this virus in the first place, then to suddenly have it leak out from right next to the Wuhan Institute for Virology somehow. And did it, was it deliberate? Was it, was it a leak? Was it an accident? See, we've never had the full throttle investigation into all of this. And by never even having that investigation, it just makes you think it's even more of a deep state scenario here. Okay. Contributing to the great reset of Klaus Schwab, the villain of the World Economic Forum. At any rate, yeah, Joe Biden came out and said, because of Dr. Fauci's many contributions to public health, lives here in the United States and around the world have been saved. As he leaves his position in the United States government, I know the American people and the entire world will benefit, will continue to benefit from Dr. Fauci's expertise in whatever he does next. Uh, let me just say, uh, I don't... I don't think anybody's going to benefit. And I'm not going to litigate the entire history of Fauci but for me, his legacy is about science. I mean, never has anybody gone on screen. And by the way, what an attention hog he is. I mean, he was posing during the middle of the COVID pandemic on like fashion magazines and stuff. He was on the cover of all these magazines. Some of them were fashion magazines. And there he is like strutting his stuff, trying to like look like a, some sort of a fashion model on these. And I just think that's completely inappropriate for a guy who claims to be a man of science doesn't want to hog the spotlight, but he does. He's uh, egotism dripping all over that man. When he talks about science and he's a man of science, you have to understand with Fauci, it was political science. It was never science. It was always political science. That's all you need to know about Fauci, and that's how he undermined the reputation and the value of science during his tenure, especially since the pandemic started, because you would say, you can't criticize me because you're criticizing science, and science is the holy of holies. Yeah, you can't criticize me, but when he was resigning and when he was stepping down, you know, he, he would come out, and uh, he said this, well, the science, now he's saying, see, the science evolves, the science, listen to him say this on his resignation. It's going, because we've been fooled before. 
We didn't fully appreciate the magnitude of HIV back in the early 80s when I first got involved, when the first cases were recognized. And there were so many things we learned on the run with COVID. I mean, the things that we thought we knew in the beginning turned out as the months went by to not be the case, which really forced us to adapt and to change some of our policies and recommendations. That was interpreted by many as flip-flopping or not really knowing what's going on when it really was the evolution of the science. So one of the lessons that I hope we learn is that we've got to be prepared, we've got to be able to respond, but we've also got to be flexible. You know, some of our military colleagues have told us it's kind of like when you're... Well, and that's that's enough of Fauci on that, but suddenly now he's saying that well, you see, it was, quote, the evolution of the science. We had to adapt and we had to change. No kidding, Fauci. And that's what I was saying around here all along. Yes, I have a four-year graduate degree in a scientific discipline. I practice dentistry. That doesn't make me a research scientist by any stretch, of course, but it gives me a bit of understanding of some of this stuff, maybe more than your typical bloke out there on the street. But... um the scientific method, of course, is, um, you know, always changing, always evolving. There, There is no, like, holy science that just says one thing. But that's what Fauci tried to make it. He would always come out and say, you are criticizing science when you're criticizing me. But what we were doing is criticizing, no, I think you've got that wrong, Fauci. And then, sure enough, he would end up evolving and evolving and always with maximum damage given, rendered to President Trump along the way. You'll, you could just chronicle that. But here's an example of where Fauci says... You can't criticize me because I'm I am science. I am science itself. A lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science, because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Now, that last quote was from August of 2021. And I've done some 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 themes on this about the nature of science and how people like Fauci end up corrupting science by making it a political bludgeon, a political cudgel, okay? And that is, to me, the legacy of Fauci. How much distrust has Anthony Fauci created when you hear the word science, when you hear that word, especially in the aftermath of the pandemic? Do you still respect science as much, given how Anthony Fauci has just flipped and flopped and changed his tune on every darn thing, from mask wearing to the vaccines. (laughs) I mean, he's the guy that locked this country down. You know, they're even talking about locking down the country for monkeypox. Interesting. Someone someone said on this show um, a while back, it was a caller, said, you know, maybe you should put a... uh, put a lock on the bathhouse door because um, it seems like 98-plus percent of the people that get monkeypox are from the gay community. and um, But Anthony Fauci, he locked down the entire nation for COVID, not just one community, the whole nation. Something to think about there. Anyway, man of science? Nope, man of political science. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.